to the Warner Brothers Podcast. My name is Keenan, joined by my brother Kyle, as always, joined by Timmy. Hey guys, how are you? Doing well. That's good, I'm glad you guys are doing alright. Um, I've been through emotions last of the last, like, about 17-ish hours. Actually, more 24 hours. It's been about 24 hours since uh, a debacle happened, but we'll get into that later on. So, is there anything you guys wanted to say prior to us getting into these Sunday slate of games and possibly touching on Thursday, too? Uh, you know what? I nope. just think... I think I'm deeper into this... Uh, I want to call it a take, but my theory that... Uh, this Kelsey Swift partnership, courtship, whatever you want to call it, even deeper into thinking it's a PR stunt. Like the amount of Taylor Swift references, the amount of shots of Taylor Swift we're getting at the game, all of this, it just seems a little much. Uh, it seems a lot much, actually. So I'm not sure how legit it is. And I, I feel even more, uh, what do you call it? My vocabulary is shot Skeptical. right now. I'm feeling even more. No, no, no. Well, skeptical too, but I'm feeling more, uh, what do you call it? Like confirmed in my beliefs now after yesterday. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's where I'm feeling. Okay. That's, that's fair. I think I personally think that they're a thing, but again, I, it's, it is what it is at this they, point. Like it's everywhere like and you can't go on a show or anything that hasn't at least touched upon it at one point and us included now so like you can't it's everywhere i mean you have again one of the best football players in the league with like one of the biggest megastars in the world coupling up yeah and i mean and it was we, in new that, york well that's exactly like that's I mean, exactly my point but, that's yeah. exactly my point like this relationship starts up a week before the New York game. But then on top of that, I find out due to the commercials, she's got a documentary coming out, like right around the corner. And I'm like, oh, it's very convenient that, you know, they're playing the Jets. You're in a suite the week before. You come to the New York game or the New Jersey game, whatever. And then you get a doc Sunday, Sunday night, night football. football, not just like And a then just the game. amount of press that the NFL is doing on top of that. Uh, like on their Instagram, it says the Chiefs are 2-0 and with Swifties. It just feels very much thrown in our face, and I don't know. We've seen a lot of power couples. We've seen a lot of celebrity couples. I think, and people have brought this up in the past, that Kelsey badly wants to be famous, and it seems that way more than ever. And I think their podcast like shot up to the top of the mm -hmm. charts. Like It just seems calculated, that's all. Yeah. It seems calculated. That's fair. Uh, Timmy, any thoughts on that before we get started here? My take is that they're probably together. Um, we did see Swift in the box, like press box or whatever, with Kelsey's mom. Um, they were like hugging and whatever. It kind of looked like they knew each other better than just like a PR stunt. But I totally agree with what Kyle's saying about they keep talking about Swift. Like every, if you cut, caught the, the Jags Falcons game, they brought up how Swift was going to play six concerts next year in London in that stadium and that you could start yeah. booking your tickets and it's like they are definitely going kind of off the deep end on just bringing up swift whenever they want to on pretty much every game even if it doesn't have anything to do with swift being there or anything like that so yeah 
and I want to also just shout out uh, right before you go, Kyle. Shout out Jason, um, Travis, and Jason Kelsey's mom. So she went to <laughs> she went to the game and sat with Jake from State Farm, and then went to sat sat with um, obviously Taylor Swift, and then also you have to think she has two Hall of Fame sons. Like that doesn't just happen out of nowhere. Like it's different to have two pros. So she has two first ballot Hall of Fame sons. Which is a crazy thing to have. So she's shout out. I don't even know. Three, I don't even know her name. Three Super Bowls. Yeah, <laughs> she got three Super Bowls. Shout out Mama Kelsey, and she got to watch both of her sons play in the Super Bowl together. So shout out Mama Kelsey for that. I might have tweeted that Donna Kelsey is a cloud chaser yesterday, but that's neither here nor there. But <laughs> yeah, it just feels very much forced in our faces, and I wouldn't be surprised. Like come March after the football season, sound like partnerships over the relationships over like i'm just skeptical and i'm skeptical of celebrity life anyway but this more than anything like Mm -hmm. i've been around for quite a few celebrity relationships and even like celebrity uh whether it's nba or nfl athlete um nfl athletes are generally like famous in nfl circles and even in sports circles but not as famous in hollywood circles as nba players like it's hard because you know they got helmets on you know so Odell was like one of the first well not one of the first I should say there's other people who were but like in the modern like the last like 10 years Odell was like one of the biggest ones probably still is honestly one of the biggest ones like he legitimately became like a celebrity, celebrity. yeah like Tom Brady obviously like when you're when yeah I was so gonna like, say Tom Brady didn't become a celebrity celebrity like that till like the very end of his career like it took basically that last ring in New England for him to become like celebrity in 2016 like right after they beat the falcons i would say this is when he started then they beat the rams and then definitely when he beat the bucks but like or when he won as a buck but like that falcons one it took really like 15 years of tom's career for him really to become like a huge celebrity and obviously with nba players the second they become decent to good they can become they can become actual stars just again it's five players you technically have more, other than like quarterback, you have more impact on the game because you play offense and defense, and you're just more recognizable yeah. because, again, you don't you have a helmet face. on. But uh, yeah, I just think it's mutually face. beneficial for the NFL and Taylor Swift to be crossing over as far as fan bases go. Um, you know, apparently Swifties have been checking in on these games. You know, any one. It, 27 mil last night was most right Super like League. any one of these uh i guess i mean this respectfully but any one of these hives like you know like the swifties or like the rihanna navy or the beehive the fans imagine if beyonce got in a relationship with someone in the nfl are you kidding me obviously like she's with jay-z and that's jay-z but like could you imagine if beyonce was starting to go or to games was, like if she was, was like beyonce and lebron boy like if Beyonce and LeBron got together, that would literally shut. That would shut down everything. <laughs> that would shut down everything. You would think. Oh my God, life wouldn't even be worth living. It. Everything would be. You'd only hear about Be LeBron and Beyonce every day. Yeah, so that's that's where I'm at. I just I just have my uh my 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 BS skepticism. horns up. Oh, and yeah, my skepticism, yeah. all that. Yeah. And uh, again, I'm I'm that way around. Most celebrity stuff and most things in general. Yeah. But, hey, let's talk. One thing too, though, with with the Swift thing, if so, she declined to play or do the Super Bowl halftime show in 2024. If she had accepted that, I would totally be on 
on train. It's fake. It's just a hyper up, getting her big, and everybody knows her, obviously. But but her declining it kind of makes me feel like you know if she really wanted this for publicity, uh, it benefits Travis way more than it benefits Swift. It does. So. It does. Yeah, of but course it is. also beneficial for her to be in the. I don't know, whatever demographic she's not getting, I guess that would be the uh, NFL uh, wives and wives she's and girlfriends, not, maybe some of them. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, like blue She's collar. not getting in the NFL market. I mean, obviously, there are, and there are clearly NFL fans that listen to Taylor Swift, of course. There's so many NFL fans in the world. Can't tell me. 27 million watched the game last night. 20 of them were already fans of the NFL. You can't tell me out of those 20 million, hey. zero Taylor Swift fans. But, I mean, but again... It's network. I mean, you're putting your you're putting your content and your brand somewhere else, and you're going to gain. Not that she she just did gross a billion on doors, so it's not like she even needs it. But she's gaining more fans. She's gaining more. Listen, kudos to her for wanting to keep working. Like it definitely. I think they're a real relationship, but I also think that they both understand the benefits of her and him getting together. There's working, but then there's there's genuine. That there's disingenuous. That's all. And I'm just. I'm just pretty anti-disingenuous in general. So I guess that's where it's coming from. That's yeah, we'll all. see. We'll see if they break up and then she has, I mean, everyone's been saying she's going to have like a nice Travis Kelsey album at the, so we'll see if she has another card again to give. All right. Well, I was not talk, thinking about talking about Swifty, but you know what? It's a big NFL story. Speaking of, so, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's not a big NFL story, but it is a big story right now. It's one of the biggest stories. That's being forced upon. In fairness. That's how I feel. I'm like big to who? That's that's my thing is big to who? You know, 100% fair, but in reality, it is big. Big to who? It is big. That's all I get. Big to people who are watching media. What do you mean? It's big to sports media. It's a topic that's getting covered on every network and everywhere. Yeah, but so who, of course it's big. But, but again, who? what market is it big to? What do you, I don't know what you're asking. What do you mean to who? Who is it big? Like, who are they? Pre- like, who's who's the market they're presenting this to? Like, who's it big to? Who is it? A, aside from the Swifties, who is it a big deal to? Everyone can, I mean, to people consuming, the common person consuming the NFL who are not like NFL diehards. Like they're, they're net, they're pretty obviously getting other people to come watch the NFL. And for casual NFL viewers, clearly their views went up. So they're, they're getting it to the Swifties. Right. But I mean, do you know anybody who's actually started watching the NFL because of this or has gained a new interest? Do do I know because I already have because all of my friends are true, true. football fans. So but I mean, like I people you've encountered. Not, but I don't. But I'm saying, I'm, I don't encounter many people. I don't just saying I the people I'm around daily are true football fans. So no, I haven't personally encountered it. And I'm not saying that it is. I'm just saying they're targeting something, and the the, the story's mass. The story's huge. You'll see it on CNN. You'll see it on ESPN. You'll see it on wherever. We've talked about it for ten minutes. I mean, like it's every. It's big I mean, in the media. No, I agree. So it's big all, in the media, but I'm I'm saying like I was saying. I'm saying who's it actually big, big too. I've never. I, I just haven't got that answer yet. That's that's my point of it feeling forced. It's big in the media, in the NFL media, but not. I agreed with you saying it was forced. I was just saying it's a big story. 
I don't care. I don't care about it. It's a big story. Like it doesn't affect me in any way, shape, or form because I'm already an NFL fan. But it's just a big story because everyone's covering it, so it's making it. It's forced. It's forced, but it's big. That is what it is. But okay, moving on. NFL. So obviously, we've seen different kind of um, breakdowns how we've done it week to week. So this week, we decided to go with like a winners and losers thing. So we're choosing about three or five winners from the week and three or five losers. So again, not that this is probably none of our answers, but you could say the winners are Swifty fans because they are watching or the winners, of the NFL, because of the number of views that you had watching the game was more than regular season games have had in the past. So you could say that would be a winner. That is not going to be us, but you could say like if for reference, that would be a winner. So Timmy winner. Or loser, wherever you want to start, you feel free. What do, what do you want to start with for the weekend? Uh, for loser, I have yeah. anybody that attended the Falcons Jags <laughs> game. Um, it wasn't competitive. They didn't score till they were already down two scores, and then their offense just looked terrible. In my opinion, that was a really boring game. Like I said, it would be. You did have the pick yep. six, so that was kind of exciting, but neither mm-hmm. offense really looked like they could handle the defense it kind of just looked like a lot of punts a lot of back and forth of nothing so also it's funny that the falcons finally had a productive tight end but it wasn't kyle pitts johnny smith yeah <laughs> like what how 95 does, yards and like eight catches or something he actually had like a really solid yeah. game but mm-hmm. kyle pitts is out there wide open on a lot of these routes and he doesn't even get looked at so um, I have them in the losers. I, I think the Falcons personally need to look for other options. I, I would probably put Heineke in. I think he's willing to air it out and actually look at all his reads at this point. Um, they asked at halftime if they were thinking about making that switch, and they said absolutely not. But I think they had seven points at halftime, and uh, I don't yeah. know if that's how you win football games. So, Yeah. Uh, Kyle, did you have anything to add to that? Because I do. Um, I mean, I do, and I'll just kind of segue into my loser segment. I could just say Mac Jones, but I'll say quarterbacks in general. Uh, and it's kind of been on the theme with that I've been talking about the last couple weeks. Quarterback play in the NFL is just genuinely, generally, uh, anywhere from average to below average, outside of maybe six quarterbacks. Uh, and we just saw it on display mm-hmm. yesterday. Ritter was bad. Mac was bad. Zach Wilson actually turned in a good game. His probably his best game he's ever played. Um, yeah. But across the league, like I can't believe like Heineke, that's an example. Like he's a guy who's like a mobile quarterback. He's not he's not entirely in playoff game Yeah, he's not like well. <laughs> he's not <laughs> he great at one thing in particular. Like he doesn't have a cannon for an arm necessarily. He's not like Lamar fast, but like he can do things he can move the ball he can have control of an offense like the fact that he's backing up Ritter is kind of a joke I mentioned to you Keenan yesterday but like I would take him on the Pats right now I think he would instantly make the Pats better uh I think Mac is the definition of average I don't think he's I think on Mm -hmm. some days he can be above average I think on a day like yesterday he can be far below average like he was he was terrible that was his worst game of his career and uh can he pick it on the Steelers too like I just think there's so many quarterbacks who are just like whatever their backup level to average starter level Andy Dalton level if you will and even you know Andy Dalton even reached higher heights than some of these quarterbacks so um yeah. 
it's just weird, especially because, like I said, if you compare it to 10 years ago, it's damn near night and day as far as like talent and ability goes. Um, and yeah, it was on full display. But again, it's still early. It's still we're just now starting to get out of that little preseason phase. Like people are starting to get their their legs under them. So I'm very interested to see how it looks as we're hitting into the middle of the season. But right now, I just think quarterback play across the board. If your name's not Mahomes, if your name's not Herbert, if your name's not fuck else, Josh Allen, yeah, Josh Allen, Tua. If you're not those four guys, and Burrow, I'll give a, I'll give him a pass because he's clearly hurt right now. But if you're not those guys, you are somewhere in the middle. And it, depending on the week, Lamar, I left Lamar out. If you're not any of those guys, you're just somewhere in the middle, and you're gonna, you know, you're gonna oscillate anywhere between eight and twenty-eight on a given day. Yep. Um, so I'll piggyback off of Timmy's cause the Falcons are actually one of my losers. Um, the Falcons are one of my losers because they have the short term answer at quarterback on their bench. T- Taylor Heineke has won games. Taylor Heineke can make throws. Taylor Heineke can also make plays with their, his legs. So you don't even lose the aspect of running that you get with Ritter. I mean, he's not maybe as fast as Ritter, but he's got 95% of the mobility. So there's nothing that you lose, but you gain an arm. You gain accuracy. And so, and with that, like, this offense, take out quarterback. The offense is playoff caliber. Bijan is special. Pitts has talent. London is very good. Matt Collins is a solid receiver. Jonu Smith, clearly, as we just saw him, decent tight end. As well, plus they have a really good offensive line. The offense is there. The defense has pieces on it. The defense has played pretty solid all year long. Even when they lost two weeks ago, they lost 20 to 6. It's only 20. So, like, the defense has played good all season long. This is a team that could easily make the playoffs this year, but Desmond Ritter might keep them away from that specifically, and they have the answer right on their bench. So, I don't at least what I would believe would be at least the better option. I don't want to say like definitively the answer as if he's going to just make them, but they have a better option on their bench and they're just deciding because Ritter's younger not to use him. I don't know. I don't like this team doesn't benefit really. I mean, I guess they like were a terrible pick, but they're too good of a team. I think to get like a top five or six pick. So they would end up getting just another, like a good player. So I don't think, they're not a team that really benefits heavily from from uh, getting a higher pick because I don't think they're going to get a pick within the top five. So that's why I agree with Timmy. I think they have the answer on their bench, but that's why I would consider them losers. And then, Kyle, you said quarterbacks. Do you want me to go off with another one, or did you want to actually like name one, Kyle, at all? Yeah, that was, my, that was my loser. Or was that or was that one of them, and then I can go? Okay. So I'll go on with one, and I'll go with a winner. And this is going to sound probably backwards to you guys, but I think the Bears are a winner. They're going to get the two picks. Reason being is they have they could they easily could get pick one and two. The Panthers are looking bad. The Panthers look like they could be the number one pick, but the Bears have that. The Bears look like they could have one or two, which they clearly have. Fields ended the game bad. First half was perfect. 
couldn't you literally couldn't play a better first half of quarterbacking in the third quarter you played very well if they can continue to have fields look like he has promise but be bad but like they the team still loses they're in a perfect position because that means they might be able not that i don't some people might feel like fields can at least if they get him put him in the right situation that he can still be something if you can get one out of the 31 other teams to feel that, you get to trade him and get some sort of compensation. Not that you're getting like your first or like two for whatever, but you get some sort of compensation back. Plus, then you can go get Caleb Williams, Marvin Harrison Jr., and then call it a day. Offseason, you get you get your pieces off, like your line, and then get defense, and then you guys should be... Caleb Williams is what we think he is, and Marvin Harrison Jr., wants to be his father then we should be you they look fine because he's he's special marvin harrison, as long as he's he marvin harrison senior on the field and not off the field that's a good that's a good yeah. little Wikipedia. yeah that's a good little wikipedia but, section for y'all to read is uh marvin harrison senior off the field issues surprising stuff but on the field on the field, he looks like he's trying to rival his father. So, and that is a Hall of Famer. He is he is special, special. So, the Bears would be one of my winners of the weekend, personally. I don't know if anyone wants yeah. to go win or loser next, but yeah, I thought we were going in. loser, 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 then triple winner. But the Bears were actually one of my winners for the. The Bears oh, were actually sorry. one of my winners for the same reason. I actually had losers, Bears fans, because I mean they just they've suffered enough throughout the last thirty years. Uh, but winner would definitely be the Bears because again yeah. they're at least going to get two top five picks, and it certainly likes they're going to have their own number one pick, and then it's whatever yeah. happens with the Panthers, who again don't look anything great. They you know they're competitive here and there, but they're definitely going to get a top five pick. Panthers are mm-hmm. lacking a lot of talent, um, so. I mean, that's going to be – if they do, in fact, end up with Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr., you're instantly going to have a foundation. Then you just need to build your line, and then yeah. after that, you're like, great. You know, build your line, build your defense. And they'll get a new coach because if they are the first pick, then Iberflus will probably be gone. I mean, he probably should be anyways. But they'll get a new coach, so they'll have a new system. You'll be able to get yeah, – it, it could look – decent in about 10 months it could look really nice for the bears possibly like they could have a few true true future but we'll see the bears <laughs> the bears gm was really playing like 5d chess last year they were always asking you know do you guys believe in fields do you think he can be the guy and he's like yeah we believe in him but maybe he meant we believe in him to lose every game and get us the first overall pick <laughs> next year so we can get Caleb Williams while we take this haul from the Panthers so they can get their guy. Um, yeah. But, yeah, totally agree. They're winners just because if they get two top five picks, they cannot screw that up. They will get one of the guys they need. There's going to be a quarterback there, and they could get rid of Fields if they wanted to. They could probably just get Harrison or any sort of defensive lineman or offensive lineman. They cannot screw yeah. this up, so – you would think, but and if it, we've seen worse, but like they theoretically they can't mess this up. They have a bona, they have bona fide like can't miss prospects at one and two that they might be able to get just at one and two without even any thought. 
or at two, if they maybe can trade back to like four or five, depending on where who is there, they could get a haul plus getting your guy and then still getting your guy. So like we'll see, obviously. If they have one and two, their offseason just got very interesting. All right, who's next? I think it rolls back to me. Um, I want to say another loser later, but I'll I'll give a winner now. My winner is CJ Stroud. He looks like he should have been the number one pick. I think the Panthers are winning games this year if they have CJ Stroud. He's doing it with like less named people. Obviously, like nobody knew who Nico Nico Collins was, or is it Nico Collins? Yeah. And then yeah, Nico Collins, Tank Dell. Tank Dell looks amazing. Even Schultz got into it this year or this game. Mm-hmm. It's like he's really starting. He hasn't. I don't think he's thrown a pick all year. Nope. Seven touchdowns, zero picks. He's looking amazing. Six touchdowns, zero picks. And mm-hmm. they didn't have to take in that one. They didn't have to give that haul to get him. So um, I think the Texans are a winner. I think CJ Stroud just looks too good to not say that he's yeah. a winner. So. Yeah, he was actually in one of mine, too. Uh, Kyle, did you want to go before I go on with him? Yeah, no, Stroud looks the part. He absolutely looks the part. Uh, You know, it's the same thing. I mean, we talk about it a lot with NFL, NBA in particular. It's situation and fit. Like, you bringing up the Panthers, it makes me wonder how he would look on the Panthers. Like, would would he look as good? Like, I don't think Bryce Young would certainly make the Texans any better, but I wonder how good Stroud would look. You know what I mean? I mean, he probably overall make them better because i think truly great qbs make the people around them better you know regardless of what weapons they have yeah uh so i think he would make the panthers a bit better but the fact that the texans at least had some foundational pieces there as far as running back as far as offensive line wide receiver certainly helps but he looks the part he absolutely i mean he's throwing with touch with anticipation uh he's got poise he looks the part i mean they look like a seven win team which i think we all had them around. Like we all had them kind of like competitive, but under 500. I had them, they had them second and, in the uh, division. You know, if, you, that was. if you're, if you're a seven, eight win team in your rookie year and you've got the pieces, you could very well be a contender by year three, you know, playoff team by year two. And then you're off and running. So yeah, Texans are absolutely winners. Stroud looks the par and uh, they got a bright future ahead of them for sure. They have that. Um, Will Anderson still getting his legs under him, and Will Anderson's a short was like a surefire prospect. So you expect him to develop into something too. So you got a you got a great offensive quarterback right now. Obviously, Will it's been four games, so we don't really know fully how his career is going to pan out. But so far, so good. You cannot play better than what he's done. Hasn't turned the ball over, winning games, making the right decision, making the right plays. So you have that. You have a defensive player who you think is going to be able to develop into something special. And then I would say in the draft this year, I think they're going to probably have like a mid-first pick. I don't think they'll make the playoffs. Obviously, the Jags had a nice win. But honestly, the division is not a lock at the moment in time. Like, I'm not confident that much in the Jags right now to say the division's a lock. Um, Their goal, to me, would be mimicking what the Bengals did. And obviously, the Bengals paired chase with burrow or burrow with chase rather because they drafted chase um they're not going to get marvin harrison jr but they can get a mecca 
Ibuka, I, I always his last name's weird, but like he is one of the top four wide receivers. Oh, he, Ohio State has two top top receivers on their team right now. Already played with him, has rapport with him. Can come in, you get a true number one. Nico two, Tank Dell three, Dalton Schultz. Hopefully, Damian Pierce can continue to progress. Get that offensive line shored up, and then that team could definitely compete for a playoff spot next year. Especially if that defense keeps um progressing as they are right now. Uh, Kyle, winner or loser, you go on with whatever you would. I'll go would with the winner, and I'll go with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, what a win for them yesterday! That was a statement win, divisional showdown. I mean, I think like we all thought it was going to be. Yikes! I mean, I certainly thought it was going to be like a three-point game or in that vein. I thought, you know. It was going to be a tough game for the Dolphins, but I thought mm-hmm. they were going to be up to the task. And the Bills just kind of said no. You know, they took that game over. They played with a ton of energy. I mean, how could you not with that home crowd? They got a pretty rapid fan base, but their defense was flying around. Their offense, like I said, Josh Allen looks like a new Josh Allen or like what Josh Allen's supposed to look like. I mean, he's being smart with the ball. Uh, he's being electric. I mean, he's basically a wide receiver back there you know he gets the cam newton comparisons but to me cam newton was like a linebacker and josh allen's like a wide receiver back there because he's you know oftentimes the most athletic guy on the field but you know that's a masterpiece of a win for them and uh they're probably my favorite like going into last week or going into this week i should say i think all of us probably had miami as a top contender in the afc um Buffalo has to usurp them after that for me. And, you know, the way the Bengals have looked, the way KC has looked. I mean, KC's got some questions. Buffalo, just through four weeks, just through four weeks, Buffalo looks like they have the least amount of questions in the AFC right now. Them in Baltimore, mm-hmm. I would say. Baltimore doesn't really have questions for me. They're just They're injured. injured. Like, that's it. And even with the injuries. Yeah, I would say their games. defense is a question mark. But, yeah, I mean, Baltimore – Baltimore's right there. You know, if 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 Buffalo's one for me, Miami's probably two. And then I would say maybe Baltimore's two B, you know. I just kind of want to see how it progresses, but you know. But for, for Buffalo to blow out a Miami team that just put 70 up, granted on a team that quit halfway through the game, but they put 70 up, no list. No one's done that. Uh and then Buffalo to blow them out by over two scores. Uh yeah, you got to take your hat off to them. They're definitely a winner for me. Yeah. Yeah. For I I definitely echo that. Uh, they weren't on my list, and the reason why they weren't on my list was because I figured someone else would bring them up, so I tried to stay like away from But like clearly, Josh Allen played a perfect game. You could not play a better football game than what he just played. That defense, it was 14-14. to 14. I was like, okay, this game is going to be. 45 42 something i thought it was gonna be good and the bills put up their end they they got their end of that 45 ish range and then they just said no to the dolphins and it's gonna be interesting to see two two after the game was basically kind of based saying to like i don't know if it was to the team to whomever what was like like this is a good wake-up call for us because i feel like i feel like coming off of a 70 point dub like w Winning by 50 doing that, you kind of feel on top of the world. Like, you can do whatever, and your offense can't be stopped. And I think getting punched in the mouth like this early on actually might be good for them because they'll understand that, guys, the season doesn't end in week three. Like, we 
we have a lot more weeks to play. Any team can get us, and for us to be there, we're going to have to compete, and they cannot wait for Jalen Ramsey to come back. Like They need Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, that defense hasn't looked as improved. Absolutely. That defense hasn't looked as improved as we thought. Granted, they do have injuries. Like, granted, that's true, and they do have Vic Fangio, and, you know, maybe this looks different by week eight, but they definitely do not look as great as we thought. I mean – but Buffalo, I just cannot believe how motivated they look. Diggs, yeah, Diggs ate them, them up. I just can't believe – I mean, granted, they're a divisional rival, but I'm truly impressed with how they carry themselves. A lot of teams where you have back-to-back kind of just shitty losses, you know, the KC one obviously being heartbreaking and then just having the Bengals just take it to you and out-tough you in the postseason last year. We've seen more talented teams than them fold in that situation you know seattle really never recovered from the malcolm butler thing mm-hmm. and uh they look motivated they look the part you know same way i said cj stroud looks the part they every bit look the contender part uh, i think i certainly thought they're going to be a pretender this year and no they do they do not look pretender at all so props to them for real yeah 100 percent. i also had them on my winners list just purely mm-hmm. dominant win can't get much better. Shout out to Mike McDaniels for going for two for no reason at all on that third touchdown. There was no point in doing that. It would not have put them anywhere closer or any forward. Like, I don't I don't know what he was thinking. I guess. I mean, I guess. I was like, was... the announcer said it, and I was like, wait a minute, let me, go, let me go through it. And I was like going through it in my head, and I'm like, yeah, I have no idea. that. Like, it in no scenario, if they kicked another field goal after that or a touchdown, like if they went for two on every touchdown after that, I don't know what he was thinking, man. It just didn't. I guess it was if the Bills kick one field goal, they go up 16, and then you're down two scores instead of three scores. That was the thought behind it. And then if you miss it, you're still down three scores regardless, but then you would just need a touchdown. So that was, I think, the thought process behind it. He was thinking thinking that their defense that just let up 28 points in the first, like, 20 minutes of the game was going to only hold them to a field goal for the rest of the game. Like yeah. I, I just didn't. Hey, hey, that's confidence. Though. The one thing that it is, is confidence. <laughs> All right. Um, so I'm going to go with another winner. Cause I have three losers. I have wow. five winners. Uh, pretty simply enough. I could have gotten more losers. I just only, th- I have three losers. I have five winners. So winner 49ers. And not just because they won, because it was against the Cardinals, but one, they're a winner because they found the perfect quarterback for Kyle Shanahan in Brock Purdy. He just does everything that he's asked, and he doesn't well. He doesn't do too much. It is, okay, this is the read, throw it here. Okay, this is the read, this is the read, check it down. I'll throw it away here. I I just won't put the ball in harm's way. Whatever and Shanahan's such a brilliant mind, obviously that whatever he's scheming up, Brock Purdy's just doing whatever he says at an elite level. Is he an elite quarterback right now? No, he's a system quarterback right now. He, I think one day he could keep progressing and progressing, and maybe we can see him in that top ten upper echelon kind of thing. But right now, all he's doing is, hey, he's telling me to do this. It's working. I'm gonna just keep doing it. That's one and two. When they got Christian McCaffrey, I thought to myself, man, the rich just keep getting richer with talent. No, Christian McCaffrey's like the offense. Obviously, could they function without him if they had to go with Elijah Mitchell? Sure. 
they have Debo, they have Brandon Ayuk, they have George Kittle, so their, their team is loaded. But Christian McCaffrey, my opinion, is the best non-quarterback weapon in the league. With the way he runs, with the way he can catch, because you could line him up at slot receiver for an entire year and he would get a, probably a 1,000 and maybe 95 catches. 100 catches. He's got over 100 catches in a season. Like, Christian McCaffrey is just such a lethal, lethal player. I remember in the draft, I wanted the Patriots to get him, but unfortunately he wasn't going to get down that far when the, uh, that draft, but he's lethal and the 49ers team just looks special right now. There's nothing you can really say about them. They, to me, they look like the best team in the league right now. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, Niners definitely look like the most complete and best team out there. Like I said, I think week one, week one or week two, I said they look like they're in midseason form. Um, you know, it's a quarterback friendly offense. Yeah. Right after week one, after yeah. they beat the Steelers. Yeah, it's a quarterback friendly offense. So, uh, that's when you said I was saying. So, you know, Purdy's gonna look good, but like as we've kind of alluded to in past conversations, like the difference between Purdy and other quarterbacks they've had in the system is it's kind of ballsy. He'll push the ball down the field, which Jimmy G won't really do, you know? So he gives them more opportunities in that vein. Uh, he's got enough zip on the ball and he carries himself well. He's not just a body out there. So, I, you know, Still time will tell mm-hmm. if he's above average or not, but I think he's trending that way. Uh, it's still kind of mind-boggling, like, what happened with the whole Trey Lance situation, how much they gave up for him, and then literally the last guy in the draft is truly what you wanted. I mean, you mentioned, like, the offense is completely quarterback-friendly and designed for quarterbacks to just make a read and then make a decision, and Lance couldn't really grasp that. And then here's the last guy in the draft who just falls in your lap and after a Jimmy G injury, after two injuries, and then here you are still contending and maybe even better off where you were at the same day a it, year ago. It's it, The only thing it feels like is Brady. I it. mean, it's obviously not the exact same because Brady won the Super Bowl in the first year. They got to the conference champion, but he got hurt. We don't know what happens if they play the game out. I, would, I think the Eagles probably would have won just because of how dominant they were, but I did pick the 49ers, so we never know. But – that's the closest thing to it. You have this super late round pick coming for a guy who is injured, come in and just win it's, games. Do exactly what you're told. Just don't make the mistake. It's very reminiscent of Brady. That, it's very reminiscent of Brady and the fact that Purdy and Brady both came in and just like carried themselves like the number one QB. You know, they didn't carry themselves like a backup and like that mm-hmm. they wanted Bledsoe to get the job yep. back. Like they carried them like they were meant for the job. So, uh, Needless to say, I am ecstatic for the Sunday night football game that's coming up this week. Niners, Cowboys. I cannot wait. I can't remember the last time I've been this excited for a regular season game. Um, cannot wait. Cannot wait. Uh, and I'll save thoughts Honestly, for that on Thursday. Honestly, the last I can think, Chiefs, Bengals, Chiefs, Bengals, I was, and then probably Chief, the first Chiefs, Patriots. With the first, like the last two, like last year's Chiefs Bengals and then uh, Chiefs Patriots, were the two games that I can think to myself where I was like that excited for it. Like, this game's going to be electric. It's just gonna tell us. So- and Timmy, you're good. Whenever I don't know if you have more to add. Oh, sorry. I was just gonna say. Oh, sorry. No, no I was. I, I was gonna say, off. and I mean, I could have saved this for Thursday. I just think it's gonna tell us so much about both teams. Really, more so, if anybody, Purdy on the Niners. We know everything about the Niners um, and then the Cowboys in general, because 
yeah, they blew out the Pats yesterday, but that offense didn't really look great. I mean, it was 38-3, but the offense was kind of just seemed like it was going through the motions, and the Pats defense was kind of always out there. Uh, I think if Mac at all put any pressure on the Cowboys yesterday and made that a game, we would have actually seen what the offense was, but, you know. Uh, and then to add to the McCaffrey fact, Yikes. yeah, he's very much in the Marshall Falk, LaDainian Tomlinson vein of just being able to receive as well as he can run the ball. And it's oftentimes, as I said mm-hmm. with Josh Allen, was he's the best, excuse me, the best athlete on the field. McCaffrey looks like the best athlete on the field much of the time. That hurdle, he, there was no business for him to score on that play. There was no business. And then he's like, <laughs> I'm just going to leap over this guy and go score. Just, I'm gone. Uh, sorry, Timmy. Go on. I was also going to just add on that. He does look very Brady-esque just because, like, exactly what you guys said. Late pick, does exactly what he's told to do. And he looks just a little bit better than he did last year. Obviously, last year he looked very solid, but he seems to have taken a step even with the injury. And yep. he could literally finish this season as, like, a top-10 QB statistically just because he does exactly what he needs to do and they're winning games. It would be interesting yeah, to see him like this Sunday if they put him in a situation where like he needs to shine for them to win, um, just to see like if he is what it is. But either way, he's still going to be very successful this season. I do want to see Purdy down yeah, 10 absolutely. at some point. We'll eventually see it. Who knows when? Yes. It might be till might not be till the NFC Championship game. Yeah, absolutely. I do want to see him in that spot and just see like how he's going. I mean, right now. He's 18 touchdowns, four picks, 110 quarterback rating, 69% completion percentage for his entire career. You really can't ask more. Doesn't turn the ball over, completes a high percentage of passes, makes the right play. I would love to see him. I would love to see Dak go score a touchdown late, put it like 28-22 per se, and then Brock. You got two minutes. See what they do. Get like a yeah, minute 45, one mm-hmm. timeout. They know they're going to throw, so Mike is, Mike is ready to run downhill, and let's see what Brock's got. I would love to see it. We also get to see to the see Micah it. Trent Williams matchup. It was good. It's going to uh-huh. be good. So that's yeah. always no, there's that there's There's nothing. If the last game on Sunday night got $27 million, there's no reason why this shouldn't get 30 like it, I mean, it probably won't because you don't have the Swifties there. But literally, it should get thirty because it was just so much of so much of a better game. Yeah, I agree. So much. Totally of it. agree. Um, All right. For my, do you want this to be my last one? Do you want to do more another round after? Um, I don't know. We're kind of rolling, so just what, if we don't touch upon something else that we want to touch on after this round, we'll just go to the next one. All right. I'm going. Further. I'm going losers again. Yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers offense looks so bad i watched a little segment Stephen a smith was talking about him he said their offense they they scored six points their offense never crossed the 50 <laughs> their offense also has never put up 400 yards in a game exactly in the, <laughs> since, since, Matt, since Matt canada got there they haven't put up 400 yards every other team in the league has at least four 400 yard games and the steelers don't have any they have zero they cannot move the ball running passing their defense keeps them in most games because a lot of the times they score and then they're like within a score because of it. So could you imagine if they had just a serviceable offense? Exactly. Like if they had the Texans offense right now, they would be 
fringe like contenders contenders. I would like, take because the defense is legit. It's just the fact that I would put Big Ben in right now <laughs> from the grave, wherever this man is right now. I would sign him. Get Big Ben. Get Hind Ford. Yeah. Get Antoine Randall. <laughs> just Hell. let him run. Get Jerome get AD back. I don't care if he's. Get, get, yeah, get Antonio like, Brown. Maybe if you get Juju back, he'll get back and he'll get back to TikTok. Juju, like, go I'm get sure the, they the could put up 300 yards of offense. I'm sure of that. So, getting to 400 wouldn't be that much of a stretch after that. Um, oh man! But yeah, this offense looks bad. The defense looks fine. Um, obviously, they put up 30, but the defense was on the field the whole damn game. Of course, they're going to be tired. They're going to let up points at the end there. It was close. It was like 16 to six for like a lot of that game and then it just kind of ran away at the end but um yeah i have the them as a loser um and then i also want to bring up what i had texted you guys about colin coward's take um yeah and see what you guys opinions on that but if you guys want to add on to just steelers being bad go for it no no bring that up um so the colin coward take was just that for caleb williams he would be comfortable in the gmc giving away George Pickens, TJ Watt, and three first-round picks to get Caleb Williams. To me, that's a lot. You're giving away a future Hall of Fame edge rusher who is literally in Defensive Player of the Year talks and probably will be for the next few years. Pickens could develop into a top-10 receiver. I've seen flashes. Uh, People like to call him push-off Pickens because he does have a lot of offensive pass interferences um yeah but he definitely has flashes where he does look like a good wide receiver um and then you're giving up three first round picks i've heard of people giving up like saying they you're probably going to get close to five picks for this one overall pick to get caleb williams um tj watt in my (laughs) mind if khalil Mack was worth two firsts tj watt's worth three so you're giving up so many picks and two good players. I, I just thought that was a little overboard on Coward. I'm going to, I'm going to respond to your question with a question that will end up being an answer. Sure. Would you trade that for Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, I would trade it for Patrick Mahomes because we know Patrick Mahomes is. Oh, no, no, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm going down. Would you? I was just Kyle. Would you trade that for Patrick Mahomes, Watt, Pickens, three first? I don't really know, uh, and I'll give that answer when I give my answer. I'll let you continue though. I was gonna say okay, so Timmy, I'll keep asking you then. Would you do it for Josh Allen? Probably not. Would you do it for healthy wise? Would you do it for Burrow? I think the only I would I would only be willing to do it for Mahomes. You wouldn't do it for Burrow? I don't think so. Okay. What that basically is saying is that Caleb Williams will be Patrick Mahomes. Exactly. Because I agree with you. I would do it for I would do it for Mahomes and I personally would probably do it for Burrow and that would be I would have a conversation with about Josh Allen and that's it. Like I wouldn't any other quarter Jalen Hurts I'd throw that's off my desk. No, I'm not. I, mean, I Jalen Hurts I think is really good, but he, it's still off my desk. Lamar, I don't know with the health like as much. I, that's off my desk. Anybody after that, that's off the desk. Like I'm sorry, Trevor Lawrence. I'm sorry, everyone. That's just off my desk. I'm not even looking at Mahomes. I'm accepting it. Burrow. It may take me a couple days, but I probably would accept it. And then Josh Allen. It depends on my mood for the day. So 
I think Caleb Williams is going to be special. I don't know if I can say right now he's definitively going to be Patrick Mahomes-esque level, even though his talent, his skill set, that would be who you remind you of. So I would say no, I can't do that. But Kyle, So where I stand on this is I see where Colin Coward's coming from, right? I see what he means. Like as soon as he's I saying if you get your I franchise quarterback, build from there. Thing is, in the Steelers case, mm-hmm. Their team's so well-rounded, yeah. and their quarterback sucks. If you got someone intermediate who's accurate, you, Brock Purdy. Let's say Brock Purdy. You throw Brock Purdy in there, they're instantly a better team, I believe. Right? So they're one of those teams, and as we're seeing with a lot yeah. of these teams, yeah. a lot of these teams have great foundational pieces, whether it's the entire defense, whether it's the offensive line, whether it's the positional players. But the quarterback is weaker, truly weaker than I've ever seen. Um, so yeah, Mahomes has got two out of the last three rings and Stafford got the one in between and he's an elite quarterback, but it's more than proven in the- two out of the last four to the last four. Sure. Sure. Yeah. You yeah, yeah. got one in between so four elite, four elite quarterbacks yeah, there who got the last four. Right. Um, I think it's trending back towards the nineties yeah. and two thousands where you can win without an elite quarterback. So, you know, you better be sure that number one pick, Caleb Williams, is every bit of that because you just never know in this league. You absolutely never know. Uh, Mahomes has two. <laughs> Rodgers and Manning have three combined, right? And literally the only one, like we can say. And they've only been to four combined. And they've been to f- five combined, sorry. You Manning just never know. Four, Marino like- only went to one. Elway didn't get back till late in his career. It is such a crapshoot. Uh, I mean, we talked about it. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, sure, he looks the part, but we don't know yet. Andrew Luck retired out of the blue. Uh, Burrow has been pretty injured. So personally, like if I'm a GM, I probably wouldn't give it for Burrow, given his injury history. I mean, he's injured right now. And Mahomes plays a style of play. Mahomes plays a style of play where he could get injured. You know, I'm not. I think Mahomes is all time great, but I'm not. If you gave me over under eight years. Mahomes playing at an elite level. It's not guaranteed that he's going to play eight years. And by the way, in 2010, it was never guaranteed that Brady would play eight years at an elite level. So the only quarterback when you guys were talking that I could think of that was maybe worth it was maybe Rodgers after that first Super Bowl. Um, But there was no telling he was going to be healthy either. So it's just such a crapshoot. I don't think any player, in short, this is my answer, I don't think any player is truly worth that haul, especially when it's two players like Pickens and Watt, who is on a Hall of Fame pace. Um, so it, it would just be hard for me. Mahomes, I would consider it, but it's you just never fucking know in this league at all. You never know. And no. And here's the second the thing about it is when you're talking about building a all the really great roster. The first thing is quarterback. The second thing that people say is an edge rusher because that's the thing that changes the game. And you have arguably the best one in the league. Like, that's not just – if that was Joey Bosa, then I could do it. for. And he's great, don't get me wrong. But if that's Joey Bosa, I could manage to say, okay, yeah, I could do that for other people. Because you can find another Joey Bosa. Not that Joey Bosa is just an easy, like, oh, pluck him here, pluck him here. But there are Joey Bosa's who come in and out of the league. TJ Watt, 
they they obviously are always going to be in the league, someone of that caliber, but they are super hard to find and they are super, super rare. Like whoever was to get that trade, like his, it was the Steelers. He was he saying it for? I guess it'd be. If, if I were the Steelers, to, he would give that up to, be to the Bears. Just the number one. To the Bears right now. Whoever. The, yeah. Just the number one. So think about the Bears. I mean, if I'm the Bears, I probably do it. Yeah, I'll do that if I'm a lot of teams, honestly. Because you think you get, because if you're the Bears, you get three first round picks. You already have a top two pick, so that means you might not get Caleb Williams, but you could get Drake. You could get, um, obviously, depending on what you want to do, how you feel about Bo Nix, Shadir San, Shador Sanders, and depending on like, obviously, they're more going to be lower ten, but. You get a franchise-changing rusher. You get three first-round picks to already go along with that. Plus, you get a number one style wide receiver. That could actually, actually wouldn't be a terrible trade. I'm not gonna lie, that would be terrible. As a Patriots fan, I'm doing it. Oh, 100%. Like Keenan or like Kyle said. Actually, who? Actually, wait a second. I don't know. That means if I got the number one pick, we got Kale. Actually, I know I wouldn't do it. Never mind. I lied. I would take TJ because I just realized something. I would take TJ Watt and, and all those number listen, ones. Listen, Bill Belichick could work wonders with TJ. See, I get it. Like, I get it. But here's the thing: Bill Belichick's gonna feel the top ten. Well, I can't wait to talk about Mac Jones, but Bill Belichick's gonna feel the top ten defense pro- every year, regardless. If you're trying to tell me we can get Caleb Williams, I don't even think we don't even think we need it. <laughs> if we can get Caleb Williams with. Getting a receiver with whatever defense Bill Belichick's in the field, way, think we'll be fine. So I don't think I would do a, it for if just I was a question. And we had the one. Just a question. You said you've heard me. people say edge rusher is the number two thing to go to. That's interesting because yeah. I've, I've actually that's the first time I've heard that. I've heard, and I think yeah, yeah. Really? I've I've heard left. Tackle. I've heard offensive line yeah. and quarterback, which I feel like a lot of people neglect when it comes to the quarterback. I feel like people don't build their line enough, and I feel like the Eagles and the Cowboys in particular. The Colts. Colts. I feel like they, and even the Lions. I feel like they they ruined Andrew Luck. <laughs> yeah, he was without a spleen because of it. They literally did. But uh, I feel like the Cowboys <laughs> and the Eagles, they they uh, prioritize yeah. building their line, and I think it's worked wonders for them. I mean, Cowboys. We talk about the Cowboys every week. How wouldn't matter who you put in there, they might just find a way to lose. I, but uh, mm-hmm. the Eagles in particular. I mean, Hurts has all day to throw. Every time he drops back, it seems like and. Uh, you know, a big part of why they win yeah. is because of their offensive and defensive line. I agree. I agree. So quarterback and then like a battle of the trenches. So I, I agree you'd be left tackle. But the reason why left tackle is so important, obviously, because left uh, Lawrence Taylor and what happened at edge. So like it's the both like if you want to say like at that tackles number two and like left tackles number two and like if you're just going singular position and then end. I get it, but like, because completely, I completely understand. You want to protect what or the right tackle, depending if you have a left-handed quarterback. You want to protect the quarterback's blind side, but the reason why you want to protect the blind side is because you have someone like Micah Parsons, T.J. Watt, Miles Garrett, Aaron Donald when he Michael splits Orr. out wide, someone like that coming after you, and those people ruin lives. <laughs> and those people ruin lives. And um, speaking of, I mean, I also just want to quickly shout out Khalil Mack, six sets. He was ruining. He sure was. Oh, man. Had that rookie seeing ghosts. 
Yeah, he, he almost he had, really was. He almost had he the mic. Really and they didn't he even win that bad. He almost had the mic a game. Yeah, true. <laughs> he almost had the uh, mic a game. Uh, Kyle, is there anything that you wanted to bring up before I talk about something real important to me? Sure, yeah. I mean, he brought up uh, Khalil Mack, which just allows me to bring up Brandon Staley, who could not help himself again. He said, it's fourth and one. We're in opponent's territory. Uh, sorry, we're in our own territory. Could just learn from our mistakes, punt the ball away, facing a rookie quarterback. But the man just could not help himself. And uh, he's the gift that keeps on giving. There's I, no fun in that. Yeah, exactly. I think I'm going to miss him after this year. Like, there's zero way he comes back after this year uh, unless they win a Super Bowl, which would be impossible. He is literally, Keenan, he's like, he's like when you first start playing Madden as a kid and you're like, I'm not fucking punting. I don't care if it's fourth and 30. I don't care if, uh, you know, <laughs> I punt the ball and or sorry, if I don't punt the ball, like I have no timeouts. I don't care about any of that. I just want to have fun. And that's Brandon Staley as a coach. Very interested if you'll ever get a head coaching job again. But man, he tried losing again yesterday and they won. And they literally we talk about <laughs> we talk about NBA teams a lot who can win just purely off talent. That's literally the only way the charges would is off their talent because, yeah, their head coach is out there just. YOLO everything. So yeah, Brandon Staley. He's, no, a, he's so, I mean, absolutely. technically he'd be, I guess yeah, br- the Chargers fans would be a loser in this scenario. And I guess Brandon Staley's a winner because he's still got a job. So that's where I'm at. Or Herbert. Herbert's certainly the loser in this, in this scenario. What happened to his hand? I didn't I didn't watch the game, so um, I didn't see it, but I saw the, the tape job, and it looked pretty nice. On the pick that he threw, which was a bad ball. In the second half also, speaking of Herbert real quick, Herbert is a super, super talented quarterback. He needs to work on holding leads. I understand Staley doesn't put the ball, it doesn't put him in the greatest situations, but, like, there's been too many times with these leads that, like, big time like not even like late drive things it's more like third quarter when you need to put the game away he's they're going three and out too much he needs to hold these leads because there was no reason why the Raiders should have been in that game at all absolutely no reason but uh, he threw a pick and then on the pick he tried to half-heartedly go to try to make a tackle and got bumped around by two linemen I think one of them stepped on his hand or like he landed on his hand awkwardly and then he had fractured one of his hands. Uh-huh. so then they had to tape it up after but on the pick uh, between hitting linemen, falling on the ground, I want to say he got stepped on. It got, he fractured his finger. Alrighty, um, Keenan's favorite part of the episode. Favorite part of the episode, also. Before I tied, uh, no, no, just gonna go. So, <laughs> I watched the Patriots game last night, boys and girls, everyone viewing and listening. Shout out to you guys. And this Patriots game. Didn't particularly go well. We saw Mac Jones as Kyle called the average quarterback. I was I went into the season here thinking to myself, I was like, you know what, Mac, we might have we might have a franchise quarterback. We don't. Like again, I get I don't like, he, we just don't have one. Like and it's okay because when we go through the league, as Kyle said, quarterback position has been weak. There's only about eight. There's only like eight to ten true franchise guys in the league right now, and we just don't have one. It's fine. We're we're along with sixty-seven percent of the league. We just don't have one. We need a new quarterback, and I get it. 
the reason why we need a new quarterback, in my opinion, we're not going to win a Super Bowl with the guy. And I'm like, we're just not going to win a Super Bowl. I don't think we're going to get to an AFC championship game with the guy. If we're not going to do those two things, then why do we have him? I just like, there's just the decision-making that he's had has gone worse. And honestly, I have to blame Bill Belichick for this. Why? Because I think you just took a whole entire year of his development and just said, we're not going to work on it. We're just going to stop it. We're going to just, we're actually going to reverse him a little bit because this never was, these weren't issues year one. He was just coming in right after Saban came in, made plays, made decisions. Great. Then, Year two comes along. Hey, obviously they got to the playoffs. They got to the playoffs. They got demolished in that playoff game. Didn't look great. Well, year at all. one was obviously, the year they got to the playoffs. They had the game where he barely threw anything. In... Wait, we'll say that again. Sorry. I was saying year one's the year they got to the playoffs. Year one was year one. Was the year they made the playoffs. Yeah, no, that's what I was saying. Year one, they got to the playoffs. They got demolished, and then year two they come in, and we. They field Matt. I can't even co- coordinate a defense, Patricia, and Joe Judge Judy, <laughs> and they think that okay, we're gonna just put we're gonna put Patty P and Judge Judy to go coordinate this guy over here who clearly needed a coordinator. He's not like Mahomes could work with that, but again, even Mahomes would be like, "What are we doing with this? I'm just gonna call my own plays." Apparently, like Brady would Brady would be like, "No, I'm this is my own offense. I'm not even consulting with Patty P and Joe Judge." We just ruined his development. And honestly, if he doesn't become a quarterback that actually starts after like a couple years from now, it might just be Bill Belichick's fault for just stunting and reversing the development. He, but right now, we don't have a franchise quarterback. It's okay. This defense is this defense is good, but Christian Gonzalez and Matthew Judon are probably out long term, which are two of your three now best defensive players. Christian Gonzalez already might be one of the three best defensive players on our roster. Him, Kyle Duggar, Matthew Judon. We obviously have others, but he has been special to start off the season. They got a steal there. But now, now it's not it's not looking great. The defense is going to play well because Bill Belichick will scheme them to play well. I just don't know game like what games we're going to be in offensively because offensively I do not trust our team at all. Which again, like we're not going to get the number one pick, unfortunately, because the Bears are just so bad and so are the Panthers. So Caleb Williams is off the board, and like I didn't think we we're going to get it anyways. But that would be the hope now. But I. We just don't have a guy. Kyle, you may disagree. That's fine, but we just don't have a guy. Tim, you want to respond before I? From an outsider's point of view? I completely agree. Mac Jones is not the solution. They need to move on. They need to find a guy. Um, If I'm a Patriots fan, I'm actually not in a bad spot right now because, like I said, I think they're going to lose quite a few games. I think they will get a quarterback this year. He won't be named Caleb Williams, but I think he will be a competent would, quarterback. I would love Shador Sanders sure. if he comes out. I, this I year really doubt, especially he with Brady mentoring with Brady mentoring him, it just like everything would point to being perfect. I just think there's yeah. there's quite a few guys in this draft that are gonna there be is. potential franchise quarterbacks. So Drake May, Bo Nix, Phoenix looks good. Like a lot of them mm-hmm. look like they can throw. So I think. If they get a top 10 pick, I think they'll be fine. I think they'll get their guy. Unless Bill really wants to throw it away, I could see him trading back. He does like the trade. Um, but 
I would be mad if he traded back, obviously. I think they got to go get a quarterback. If he trades back. I, uh, look, I've never been, I've always been just directly in the middle about Mac Jones. Uh, he actually kind of reminds me of Eli Manning where he can just like throw some dimes and then he'll throw some of the dumbest shit you've ever seen. I.e. that pass he threw across the field yesterday to a pick six, you know, um, look, this is kind of the view I have right now. It's week four. They're one and three. They faced three Super Bowl contenders in those four, excuse me, in the first four weeks. Uh, they barely eked out the win against the Jets. It hasn't looked good on offense, but there's also 14 full weeks left. Uh, that was absolutely the worst game of Mac Jones' career by far, uh, unless I can think of another one. But off the top, that was his worst game. No. Um, no, that here's my thing with the Pats. Mac Jones, whatever. Like, I really, like, truly, whatever. You could tell me any outcome of the rest of the season, I'd almost believe it. Uh, we got the Saints, and then I want to say the Raiders the following week before we go to Buffalo. Um, yep. And I think we'll win those games, and then we'll be 3-3, three and three, and we'll be sucked in, and then they'll lose to the Bills. And then any team that's basically not the Bills, the Dolphins, the Chiefs, teams like that, we're going to lose to those teams. Or we're sorry, we're going to be every team that's not them, and we'll lose to the elite. And I think that's what it's going to be. They're just going to be the definition of an average football team. They'll get to eight or nine wins again. And then it'll be the same conversation next year. Are we going to retain Mac? Are we going to get a new quarterback? I don't know. Uh, yesterday was the first day I can say Mac looked like he gave up, especially after that pick six. He just started throwing bullshit all around. Um, I'm very much disappointed in the use of Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, I think Ramondre is like special when he has the ball in his hands. He can truly make guys miss. And I feel like they call a single backfield, yes. you know, empty backfield, just him in the back and we'll just run him up the middle. No innovation at all with him. No, no trying to get him the ball outside the numbers. No, no toss sweeps, no screens for him. Like they just seem to be misutilizing, excuse me, Ramondre right now. And that's my bigger concern. Absolutely. Over Mac Jones, because I think everybody would say Ramondre is the best player on offense. Um, and they're just not using him well. And the more you can just put him in just simple situations to get him the ball in his hands, the more that's going to help Mac. Like, Mac's still a young quarterback. It's not like he's 27 and, you know, he just hasn't been able to get it done. Like, no, we stunted his growth in the second year. No, I don't think he's anything special. No, I don't think he's anything great. But I do think he's got the ability, especially in the no huddle, to put the ball in players' hands. Like, he's shown flashes. He's shown promises. No, he's probably not a franchise guy. But, as I said, you literally never know what's going to happen in the NFL. If you went every year and took a snapshot of what every team's record was after week four, and then fast forward to week 17, week 18, it's going to look drastically different pretty much in every division. Every division is going to be off the track of whatever it was after week four. So... I'm kind of whatever. I'm resigned to this. I'm also one of those Pats fans who's like, look, they gave me 2018, sorry, 18 of the best years of my life with Brady. Like, whatever. Like, I'm just, whatever happens after, we probably deserve it, and it'll probably happen. I just want to see, I, I just want to see I Belichick get, get the wins record. This sounds sad as a football fan, but it's true. I just want to see Belichick get the wins record, and then he can retire, whatever, whatever. But it just, to me, I'm disappointed in Belichick because it seems like he's not coaching with fire. Like, it seems like he'll get upset at the refs every once in a while, but 
I would like to see him be harder on this team. Uh, just the mistakes that are made, that shit pisses me off. I got a question. So I would rather them clean up the mistakes I do. and go from there. But I truly just think this team is going to be one of those teams that beats up on all the lesser teams, and then all the elite teams are going to lose too. So, yeah, the definition of average. So I do have a question, Kyle. And Timmy, I'd like to know your answer on this too. Um, first thing I want to say is your Eli Manning comparison people always remember Eli Manning for the two Super Bowls against the Patriots but they're both one one and a half TD to interception ratio Eli Manning's 84 uh, quarterback rating Mac Jones 88 Mac Jones is now 17 and 18 Eli is a 117 and 117 now they're they both could be great on one game be terrible one game like we saw with Mac be terrible early late great late against the Eagles like no it's I never thought about Eli Manning Eli Manning Eli Manning's the human edible like you just never know what you're gonna get out of Eli you could get a Hall of Fame performance or you could get the worst performance of your life like even that Super Bowl season people wanted Eli out of New York people wanted Eli out of New York early uh Eli could give you a five interception game. Eli could give you a five touchdown game. Uh, differences with Mac, we've never actually. He could give you a five interception game. And a exactly. Game in the same Difference game. with Mac is we've never actually <laughs> seen him beat a good team yet. <laughs> but weirdly, I have this thing with Mac where if you know he went into the playoffs and beat a good team, I don't think I'd be surprised. That's probably how it would have felt before the year. Now at this point, after four weeks, I would, yeah, I probably would be surprised with Mac. Uh, so. I just want to see him to continue to develop. I'm not going to overreact after this week. It looked ugly. It looked bad. But again, that was probably his worst day at the office in his three years. And that's even with Matt Patricia. Um, and he was going against an elite defense. But he's got to clean up the mistakes. He's got to clean up the boneheaded plays. Uh, go ahead. What was your question? Clearly, it was the biggest loss of Bill Belichick's too, yeah. career. We know that. 35 points, 38 to 3. Got absolutely blown. Absolutely blown out. Do you think it's time? That's. Do you think it's time for him to retire? Do I think he's a bad coach by any means? No. But do you think, or at least not be a Patriot anymore? Do you think um, it's time? certainly that would be up to uh, Bob Kraft? I'm in no position to say that. Look, there's been Patriots fans who literally since the day Brady left. Uh, been saying fire Bill, Bill Belichick, you know, and people continue to say that as Pats fans, fire Bill Belichick. And I normally think that's an overreaction. Now, again, just four weeks in, I can't really refute it. They've been average to below average since Brady left. Would I do it? I personally would not. I would let Belichick coach until he didn't want to coach anymore. Uh, he seems like a coaching lifer. Uh, but, God, I don't know. Like, he just... Again, it doesn't seem like he has the fire, but you know, let's say the Pats did fire Bill Belichick, he'd go without a job for exactly twelve hours. He would have a new franchise. Uh, coaches would fire, even if they had a near elite coach, they would fire that coach for Bill Belichick. That's just what would happen. Um, so, no, I, I want to see him retire as a Patriot. I would rather him not get fired. Uh, I think we should keep him on, but I do think he needs to tighten some stuff up because man it's been 
since Brady left, it's been penalties and turnovers, which used to be like it just didn't happen under Brady. And you can't really you can't really no. attribute all that to Tom Brady because he's the QB. You know what I mean? Um, so somewhere along the line, Belichick has lost something, and I don't know what that is. Um, but I would have to see more. I'm not gonna again, I'm not gonna overreact after the worst loss of his career. Uh, hopefully this can propel them. And we'll see. We'll see exactly what this team is made of in the going weeks. Five, six, seven, eight. We'll see exactly what this team is made of. But right now, uh, I would say no. But I would also say to the people who have been screaming that for three years, fire Belichick, I can no longer argue that, right? They're valid in their feelings now for sure. But mm -hmm. no, I don't. I think he's worthy of keeping his job for right now. All right. And Timmy, how about you? Is the question, should they fire him or should he retire? I Should they fire him but or should he retire? I mean, that's kind of one and the same but different. So, so you can answer both if you'd like. Should they fire him? Probably not. He just gave them 20 amazing years with Brady. They have more Super Bowls than any other team. Um, I think what Kyle said, they could literally keep this man until he's 85, and even if they're losing games, so what? Um, should he retire? Yes, because he could go out a winner. He doesn't have the wins record, but we don't get to see potentially another two or three seasons of bad Patriots. At least he gets to just pass the reins on to somebody else and let them figure it out. I am interested to see if they're bad this year and they decide to get a quarterback, what that team would be like next year. Um, but even when I look at this offense, I totally agree with Kyle. Ramondre is their best player. If Ramondre is their best player and they get a quarterback, they still need pieces. They still need a good wide receiver. They might want to like Hunter Henry's solid, but he's not like a stud. So like, I don't know if a quarterback is the perfect solution to just winning games. Um, but I, I'm intrigued to see what their season looks like next year with a better quarterback on their roster. Um, but I think he should just go out on top. He's got all the Super Bowls. He's He's been successful. We don't need to see a 5-12 and 12 potential season for Belichick. Just pass it on. Let somebody else do that. Uh -huh. Okay. So I don't – I think firing during, during the year would be crazy. Like you don't fire him during the year, clearly. I think there needs to be a mutual parting ways. I do. And I, this is the first time I've thought it. Like, when people were talking, like, in the past, like, right after, like, the year after, we obviously had Cam, like, oh, my God, get rid of Bill. Like, whatever. I understand Tom won that year, and it didn't look great for Bill because for the people who were like, oh, is it Bill? Is it Brady? Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. It's both of them. Bill, Brady doesn't become Brady without Bill, and then Bill doesn't win without Brady. Like, it's just they're hand in hand. It's easy. Like, obviously, Bill allowed Brady to develop into what he was, and then Brady allowed Bill to worry about defense only and basically say, just forget offense. Like, we got it. Me and McDaniels have got the offense handled. We'll, 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 we'll score points every week. Um, but I think there just comes a point when you do something for too long. I mean, Brady shouldn't have played quarterback forever. I understand coaching – I understand coaching is not playing quarterback, and that's why people can do it much longer. But at the same time, there are new coaches that come in, innovative coaches, the game changes, things are different. And Bill Belichick has not changed with the times greatly. He has the 
Bill Belichick's biggest flaws are sometimes believing he's always the smartest person in the room, even if it's true. And I feel like sometimes he tries to go and only do it his way. And it works too when you had Brady, when you have the greatest at something going along with you, I think it works. But I also, I just think sometimes he doesn't allow himself to change out of his own personnel and it kind of gets in his own way. Like I don't want no Bill O'Brien's a fine hire, but I wish we would have gotten someone under a Sean McVay tree, under a Kyle Shanahan tree, someone who has an offensive mind who is more innovative. As we've seen, the offense doesn't look innovative. It just like this is a 2010 offense, and it, it, we just can't run the same any longer. It just the game is different. We need more motion. We need more actually creative run plays. We can't just line up in the I form or line up single back and just hand it off on a zone. Like obviously, you keep the same concepts. So you just have to dress them different. So I think when it comes to Bill. His general managing hasn't been great. Like, if I could just put him as only a defensive coordinator for our roster, that would be perfect. But, like, obviously that's not going to happen. It's Bill, it's Bill Belichick. He's clearly never going to just be a defensive coordinator. But I think after this season, I would part ways. Like, if they could just get a mutual meeting and just part ways, that would be I'm laughing at the, where I would be. I'm laughing at the thought think, of Belichick being demoted to defensive coordinator. <laughs> That would look insane. <laughs> um, no, that'd be so crazy. Like, I mean, it would be perfect. I would, I would mentally like as crazy as that would look, and as hard as that would be for your next head coach, because they'd still have the coach of the last twenty-seven years or however long, exactly however long it's been, just breathing over your neck. Like, this is not how we do it here. <laughs> like, that's not how we, like that would just never work. Obviously, but mentally with how he calls defensive games love it i would absolutely love it. he he has an innovative defensive mind but offensively he just as of late he just hasn't grown with the times it's the same thing i think you could say honestly about mike tomlin i mean obviously obviously they're not the offensive coordinator but they still have they have to have some coordination over the they should be the head coach if they don't have any say over the offense at all steelers haven't been able to put up offense Patriots have been better at it, obviously, but they just haven't been able to put up offense. And obviously, I think I've always thought the Patriots need a number one, but they do need more talent. But again, I wouldn't say that they're just all bad everywhere. Like, especially the Steelers aren't just bad. They have pieces. I think the Patriots have pieces. I just don't think they get utilized properly. So I would say part ways if I am Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick. Yeah, I mean, my retort would be, Again, it's week four. If we see more of the same by week 10, maybe my tune would change. But, I mean, Bill O'Brien just came back in the fold. I mean, you've said before, like, changing a coordinator, it's it's kind of a big deal. It takes adjustment. So, I mean, I'd say he's still feeling out Mac Jones the way Mac Jones is feeling out the offense. Um, and I think I've seen some changes as far as passing play calling. Like, my... Like I said, I don't like the running play calling at all for Ramondre. I think we need to be more innovative specifically with Ramondre. Uh, and I think we've seen right spots within the first three or two weeks, those first two games against the Eagles and the Dolphins. There was some stuff I did like out of Mac. Uh, I was actually impressed with him. Uh, so, again, I'm trying not to overreact because it was a terrible game yesterday. 
But where Keenan is valid is all this has been more of the same really since Brady left. It's all been just average and could be's and this and that and shitty play calling. Um, and I think GM Bill, I think that's been kind of overrated or underrated depending on how you look at it. I think he's done very well, especially on the defensive side of the ball in the last few drafts. Uh, and he's had a track record of that early in his career, even with offensive players early in his career. Um, and again, I think our success was so high the prior two decades that this average looks far below average. You know what I mean? It just doesn't set the Patriot standard, but in reality, it's like right in the middle. So it's it's a tough spot to be, and I'm really intrigued by what's going to happen because, hey, if it's another eight and nine year or nine and eight year and they don't make the playoffs, which I think it will be for that last seed, you're going to see eight and nine, nine and eight in the AFC. Um, but if they miss the playoffs, yeah, I think he's absolutely on the hot seat going into next year, and I think Kraft will make that clear. Uh, but we have to see how it's going to play out. Uh, they're one and three, which is where you don't want to be. But again, they faced in those first three weeks, three Super Bowl contenders. Uh, I do think they win the next two games against the Saints and the Raiders, but we'll see. We'll see. Who do they lose to? I, I said I hope, but I mean, if they were to lose, they would lose to the Saints. But again, the both of teams can't play offense. Yeah. And then also, Bill Belichick has not actually done great against coaches true. that he's coached before, like his old. So he like so actually like both of losing both is on the, the Raiders table are bad so now. Uh, um. The, the, the Raiders like aren't that, great. Don't that's why I think wrong, it's just going to be a carbon copy, unless we do see true development, which, again, we might see by week eight or nine. Like, this was, even in the Brady years, October was never a clean year for the or a clean month for the Patriots. You used to see Patriots football in November could, towards towards Thanksgiving. Um, mm-hmm. You're right. It is different. different. It's absolutely different, but you also got to figure. Like, the Chiefs can oh, yeah. do that now. Like no, the but what I'm saying is, what I'm saying like, is, I mean, this but, is a young quarterback in a new offense, essentially. And it's the fourth week, and out of the four games, there was three contenders. Let's just see. That's all I'm saying is let's just see. Mm-hmm. I agree with I'm you. Just... This has been nothing but mid ever since Brady left. It's frustrating to watch as a co- <laughs> or as a fan. It's absolutely frustrating to watch. That's... But I am also trying to be pragmatic here and say, okay, he's been dealt not the greatest of cards, and the schedule hasn't been oh, easy absolutely. yet, so I'm I mean, trying I... not to overreact. So I'm just going to see – what happens week eight, week 10, week 12, then I can talk. Then I can make assertions. But right now I'm not going to jump the gun yet. Saints, Saints and then Raiders. And then we'll see what happens in the Bills game in week seven. I, I get it. I get what you're saying. And that's, I don't, I don't even like disagree with your uh, thought process going into it. I really don't. Zach Wilson looked good last night. Zach Wilson looked good last night. Anything's possible. Anything's possible. Zach Wilson looks good. He looks like. I mean, Zach Wilson played Patrick <laughs> Mahomes last night. I almost but, saw <laughs> if the Jets would have came back and won that game, I would have seen it all. I would have seen it all in the NFL. Damn near. Yeah, yeah. Zach Wilson has looked yeah, like but I garbage you. all three years, right? Three seasons, and out of nowhere last night, he had the best yeah. game of his career. So you just never know. No, don't don't get me wrong. Do not get me wrong. I'm not saying that things can't change. It's just. The evidence of the 35 games I've seen of Mac. It's been mid. And I get he had the, the fan, I was going to say, and it hasn't been always a fair hand for sure. Like at, like at best, I think, like at his best, 
the eighth, seventh, eighth best quarterback in the AFC. I don't. Mac Jones. Mac that's, Jones. That's, that's hard to look, win like, with. Going from Tom Brady. Tom Brady was like the best slice of pizza you've ever had. Like just a beautiful pie, right? Like just a nice cheese slice, just classic. And then you go to Cam Newton and it's like, it's like barbecue chicken pizza from like the spot downtown. That's pretty good. But like, you never know. Some days it just might be undercooked, might be overcooked to Mac Jones where it's like just Domino's pizza. You know what I mean? So I get it. And if it continues, you're mm-hmm. absolutely right in everything you're saying. There's definitely going to be a tough conversation. If all this continues, it's going to be a tough conversation this summer with Bill and Kraft. But let's just see, because the NFL, like we say, week to week, just never know. Just never know. And then, Timmy, you can chime in, and then hopefully Kyle pops back in. Is I just don't... I understand what he's saying is obviously when you when you go from Tom to that next kind of tenure, you want like you're always going to have higher expectations maybe than you should. And it's, I guess with me, it's not even the fact that I'm just like shooting super high. It's just that. Like, think of like going through Tua has shown promise. Stroud has shown promise. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence has shown promise. Even Brock Purdy has shown promise. Technically, Zach Wilson has shown promise. He had the game (laughs) against the Titans. He had this game. Yeah, Yeah, I was gonna say Mac and Max had some games, but like, I never, I never leave a, a game, of Mac Jones thinking to myself. That is the guy. He's our dude. Even, like, Kirk Cousins is the same way. I never leave, even when he balls out, 380 and four touchdowns. Like, for some reason, I just leave it, and I'm like, there's still a little bit to be desired. Like, like there's just, like, and even if he's, it's not even on him. It's just, like, a feeling I have. Like, and I can't even, like, say that it's, like, I can't justify it by stats. I can't justify it by the, it's just you watch, sometimes you watch something, and you just, no. And maybe and sometimes what I know is wrong from what other people know and everything, but sometimes you watch something and you just know. When you watch Steph, you like when he really started you just, you just knew. When you saw Mahomes early, two games in, like okay. Like we you just know. CJ Stroud's making you feel that right now. You're like you just like there's not even a thought. It's like okay, that whatever that is that looks big time. Whatever it is, Joe Burrow, that looks that special. Trevor Lawrence last year, even that looks better. Like with Mac, I just look like that looks like it was good. Like even Brock Purdy looks more special. Like just like things about Brock. Like if you put Mac Jones in that 49ers offense, I don't think it's running the same. Like, like that's just the thing with it. But. Also, one thing Kyle brings up is how, you know, we're only four games in, and I totally agree. I mean, you gotta, you always got to have that mindset, especially with, like, a lot of teams right now. We're only four games in. The Bengals could be a playoff team, and it wouldn't surprise me. Um, yeah. In my mind, when we're looking at Mac Jones, we're not just four games in. We're, like, 30 games, 35, what, 40 games? 35. So, 35 games. and in none of those games have I been, like, 
yeah, that's their guy. That's the guy that's going to lead them to a 10-plus win season, double digits here. Like, he always just looks like mid. And that was like when Kyle said they've looked mid since Brady left. I couldn't agree more there. Mid. Um, so. Yeah, no, and that's just the thing. Like, everything has just been – like, I'm going through right now, Mac Jones' best game against the Jags. He went 22 of 30, 227, three touchdowns, zero picks, and a 50 to 10 win. And that was Trevor Lawrence with Urban Meyer. That was the end of the season. So that was Urban Meyer dancing with women at the club. That was that Jags team. So there's been like games like that. You've had moments like against the Eagles. Like, it's like some of the best games that we've seen from Mac, like the Eagles game this year was three sixteen, three touchdowns and a pick, and the completion percentage at sixty four, and that was in a loss, and that was already when he was down a lot. He's gone over three hundred yards twice in his career. Three times in his career. Four, sorry. I'm looking at this now. Like four or five times in his career he's gone over three hundred. It's just I would take CJ Shroud right now over Mac. Yeah. We've only seen four Give games. C- We've seen Give me CJ four Shroud. games. Give me CJ Shroud. He had a better Shroud. collegiate career. Yeah. He's had now he's shown more promise. He's thrown for he's had as many three hundred yard games as Mac Jones. Matt, wait, let me just make let me confirm that. He's one. I think he said two. two. I don't know. Three, four. Five. I think, wait, hold on. I think CJ Stroud's only had like two. No, he's had two. Sorry. He's had two. He's had two. So that's still he's impressive. Had two. Mac of jo- his games. He's had two, and Mac Jones has had five. <laughs> By the end of the season, CJ Stroud might have more 300 yard passing games than Mac he Jones might have, does in his He might have more passing touchdowns on the career at the end of the season than Mac Jones does. Maybe. <laughs> Okay, I'm not going I know that's a stretch, but like, <laughs> yeah, no. But CJ Stroud, I would rather. <laughs> that was. I'm sure he's going. You tell me that. he can't but, go 41. I could see it. <laughs> I don't think he's going 41. I think I, I think if he goes 41, he's MVP, <laughs> not just rookie of the year. I think he's MVP if he does that. That'd be crazy. 41 as a rookie, like a true rookie, not like a Mahomes rookie, like a true rookie. He's the yeah, guy. Yeah, no, that'd be crazy. Yeah, he can be the guy, but 41 touchdowns in the season's cool. What are they playing for? They're going to be behind <laughs> every game. He's chucking it. They'll be fine. Yeah, no, I – hold on. I, it's like, I think like, – do I think he's bad by any means? No. Do I think he's – do I think after this tenure he might just end up being a career backup? Probably. He should be a backup right now. Might I think he might just have a Teddy Bridgewater career, like he might find him, or a Case Keenum career, where he might start. You might find him in some spots where he even performs well. Might get on a run here or a run there, but then, and then um, afterwards, just doesn't get it done. I agree. We have completely lost Kyle. What just happened? Did they just turn over the ball? 
oh, they went for it on fourth down and they turned it over. That's really cool. On like the 20 yard line. The Giants? Yep. Nice. They were in the, uh, not the red zone, but they were like creeping up on it and they went for it on fourth. Okay. Pretty giant test. Kyle typed in the Riverside chat, but I don't even know how to access that. Let me be quite honest with you. So he can hear us. We can't hear or see him. Um, look in the Riverside chat box. I don't see. Do you see the chat box? Yeah, he said, when I say four weeks, I'm talking about the team, not just the QB. I understand. Okay. Why am I not seeing this chat box? It's like bottom right to the right of the leave button. There's people and then there's chat. Click oh, chat. right there, yeah. Okay. Are we uh? Are we planning yeah, to we're keep... just gonna end it. Okay. We're just gonna end. Sounds it. good. Okay. Watch some football. Yeah. So, um, Kyle just wanted to, you know, get some sleep, leave a little <laughs> early here, but that's fine. Uh, but this was the Warner Brothers podcast. Me, Timmy, thank you for coming on. You can find us on Live Take. Kyle Castro, me, Keenan Warner. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. Warner Brothers podcast everywhere. That's where you'll see us. Timmy, any last words before we could officially sign off? Uh, the Steelers suck. Go Giants. <laughs> the Steelers suck. Go Giants. Um, didn't actually get to say this. Just want to say it real quick. Shout out to Zach Wilson for making my Sunday night actually entertaining. And we'll talk about the Bengals on Thursday. Cannot wait. All right. This was the Warner Brothers podcast. And we're out.